0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Andrew England and this is FT News. Saudi Arabia says its sovereign wealth fund, the Public Investment Fund, will invest $65 billion in foreign asset managers in a dramatic break with past practice. The change is part of the transformation planned by Mohammed bin Salman, the country's powerful deputy crown prince, who has given the PIF a central role in the kingdom's reform plans. We've been to discuss the move, announced on the eve of Donald Trump's visit to the kingdom, is Simeon Kerr, our Gulf correspondent, and Arash Massoudi, our MA correspondent. Simeon, first can you give us a bit of context about the political changes that have taken place in Saudi Arabia? What's led to the change in this strategy?
1: Well, with King Salman coming to the throne two years ago, soon after that there was a massive reduction in the oil price, and therefore all revenues for the government collapsed, causing a severe fiscal crisis. In that context, he's promoted his favoured son, Mohammed bin Salman, through the ranks to the point of deputy crown prince. And he's pursuing a radical plan to reshape the economy away from a reliance on oil revenues. And so, so many different aspects of that plan now all come back to this key point of trying to diversify away from oil. In the old days, all excess oil revenues would be placed into, say, American treasury bills, a very conservative strategy of investment. And they've still got, even though they've been burning through these reserves because of the low oil prices, they've still got 500 billion in the bank, as it were, at the moment. The PIF has been around since 1971, also very conservatively, just funding public companies and it's got stakes in various private and public companies in Saudi Arabia. What they want to do now is transform it into a more modern sovereign wealth fund to diversify funds for future generations and more importantly to help fund projects that can diversify the kingdom's economy away from oil.
0: Just to give us an idea of the financial clout of the PIF what kind of assets does it have now and this is all tied obviously to the IPO of Saudi Aramco the state oil company they haven't done the IPO yet so does the PIF have the assets now or are we talking about a longer term thing?
1: Well, it's got around $180 billion, $200 billion of assets under management at the moment. That's the stakes in national champion companies such as the petrochemicals giant, SABIC, for example, and others in the kingdom. They've also been allocated extra funds from the central bank. They've transferred about $30 billion from the central bank to PIF last year to build its war chest to start investing abroad and diversify domestically. Abroad, it's taken part in buying a stake in the car-hailing app Uber, for example, investing in the SoftBank Vision Fund, which closed over the weekend amongst much fanfare in Riyadh. That's a $45 billion commitment over time. So what they're doing is they're trying to take on a more aggressive approach externally, and then they're going to start funding domestic transformation. So also last Thursday, they launched Saudi Arabian Military Industries, which is a domestic defence company, they hope to have maybe within twenty thirty the target is half of all defence spending, and Saudi Arabia is the world's third biggest defence spender, so it's a lot of money. They want a half that to be sourced domestically through local joint ventures. So as one of the many deals that we saw over the weekend with Trump was Lockheed Martin saying that they will give a contract to the Saudi Arabian military industry to start assembling these Black Hawk helicopters in the kingdom, it was a $6 billion deal, to get the ball rolling of having a defence manufacturing industry in Saudi Arabia.
0: Rash, one assumes that this is creating waves among financials and bankers across the Western world. Where do people see this and what sort of terms is it looking for? Where is it going to invest?
2: Just to be clear, I mean, what's been announced in the last weekend is probably the most historic and unprecedented investments in the global alternative asset management industry ever. So $65 billion, $45 billion of it to SoftBank, as Simeon alluded to, which will be for technology and telecoms investments and sort of the vision of SoftBank's entrepreneurial, quite dramatic founder, masayoshi Son, who Mohammed bin Salman became quite smitten with upon their first meeting six, seven months ago. And then this other deal, which was new, which was a plan to place $20 billion with Blackstone, the sort of dominant alternative asset manager run by Steve Schwartzman, who is a sort of private equity mogul and just so happens to be the sort of lead outside economic advisor to Donald Trump. So this deal was announced for Saudi Arabia and the PIF to put $20 billion into a Blackstone fund, which will then Blackstone will raise another $20 billion. And then they will seek to primarily invest in U.S. infrastructure deals. So this is effectively being hailed as a win for President Trump, a win for Blackstone, and a way for the Saudi PIF to diversify its holdings. Realistically, though, Blackstone is a company that has shareholders and which fundamentally operates to make money. And the PIF is putting that money in there because it wants to make money with the money. So this is not charity and shouldn't be interpreted as such. This is an investment to make money by financial interests. The reaction in the financial community is one of awe. I mean, the $100 billion Vision Fund, which is 93 now, it probably get to 100 when they finish closing it, is the largest single fund ever created in the history of private equity. And six to eight months after that was first planned and announced and finally closed this weekend, to then come again this weekend with another $40 billion plan for an infrastructure fund led by Blackstone is probably the second largest fund ever. So the scale at which the Saudi PIF is moving into these specific categories is unprecedented and has caught the attention of everyone. And without a doubt, they are now the most important person in global private equity investing
0: was well, this is kind of a one-off tied around Trump's
2: trip. Do people expect the PIF to go out splashing the cash or is it going to go under the radar now and be more conservative? I don't think there's anything that Mohammed bin Salman does that is under the radar. I mean, he's a man who courts media attention and who is pushing ahead one of the most aggressive and reformist transformations of a country with a very short timeline. I mean, he feels that Saudi Arabia has to move quite quickly. As we said, he's a man in a hurry. The way that Mohammed bin Salman has co-opted sort of power and brought it into PIF, I think, is raising eyebrows in Saudi Arabia and among the sort of intelligentsia. And at the same time, is sort of raising eyebrows globally because no one's ever seen anything like this. So it's quite fascinating.
0: Sim, I mean, obviously, you mentioned that this came around the timing of Donald Trump's trip to Riyadh. Was this part of the sort of the political bargaining? And if so, you know, what does Saudi Arabia get out of this in terms of the bigger geopolitical picture?
1: Well, it's very much linked to politics. Mohammed bin Salman not only doing the domestic reform agenda, domestic economy agenda, is also the defence minister. So there was a massive arms deal. Saudi Arabia got $110 billion worth of arms over 10 years, arms that it had been looking for for a while that the previous administration was reluctant to hand over. And he's also increasingly involved in foreign policy. Almost wherever the king and Mohammed bin Salman go, PAF follows and launches a joint investment fund. We saw that in Jordan recently. And the rise of Donald Trump has been welcomed in the Gulf. who were not keen on Obama's policies in the region. This jamboree we saw over the weekend in Riyadh was very much a celebration of this new partnership that they see themselves together against what they regard as their common threat of Iran. For the Sunni Gulf states, it's been very important to bring America onto their side to prevent what they see as Iranian expansionism through the Middle East, be it Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Yemen, and some say Bahrain as well. So on all those fronts, they feel that they're getting a lot more out of Donald Trump at the moment. And as they've been warming up the American relationship, they've been, been kindling what are, after all, very deep commercial and political ties. The Saudi-US relationship is seven decades old, and it just needed a bit of a refresh. And they've done that through a slew of massive investment deals, you know, largely money flowing from Saudi Arabia into the American economy. Donald Trump was grinning from ear to ear in Riyadh, talking about jobs and how great it was going to be for the US. But Saudi Arabia is hoping to rely on this newfound partnership to diversify the Saudi economy. I think that's what we'll see more and more of going forward. PIF has done a lot outside, but it's going to need to do more work domestically in order to fulfil its mandate to help diversify the economy.
0: How is this going down at home then?
1: Well, the way it was portrayed to the Saudi people, that you know we've got this amazing new friend, uh, we've done these great deals it got a very good reaction generally. There are going to be some more opposition-minded people who will raise this issue of the outflow of cash during a fiscal crisis. But for the time being, most reaction on Twitter, for example, was Saudi men swooning over Ivanka Trump. So for the time being, it seems to have played very well the local people.
0: Arash, just finally, I mean, how powerful can uh, the PIF become in the financial world, particularly once the IPO of Saudi Aramco goes ahead?
2: Well, the world's largest sovereign wealth fund is obviously in Norway, but that fund actually exclusively doesn't invest in private equity. So in terms of the world of private equity investing, the PIF is already now one of the top players. I guess a lot of this rides on the success of the Saudi Aramco IPO, because as Sim pointed out, the budget of Saudi Arabia is a little bit under pressure from the fall oil prices, and the PIF has raided the central bank for some of its funds. So... To the extent its funding is reliant on future revenue and future income from the IPO, that remains a sort of work in progress. Great. See you, in Thank you very much for your time today. Care to join us? Learn how at bellencat.com.